Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. So I'm curious from uh, from the new guys. I'll start with you, Max. Um, you know what, what's been your experience so far being in the group? Um, any uh, any ahas? Any uh, anything notable you want to mention? So um, the the ahas. Um, I, I guess the biggest uh, shocker, which in a cool way, is that like people are just like posting their texts or whatever, right? And and you get these uh, people responding really quickly. And uh, I'm actually kind of excited about that because uh, I don't know how many times I I, I, I get this text uh, or a response from a from a girl, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to respond to because you know she does something squirrely, <laughs> right? And, and uh, rather than think it to death, I could just say, "Hey guys, help me out." That's one of the most valuable things in the group for a lot of guys, especially when they first join, um, is uh, posting your text threads and basically having us text for you. And then you start to learn what works, what doesn't. Um, you know, you see a lot of different pattern recognition when it comes to, you know, how girls should respond. Um, you know, texting is one of the most important parts of, of dating and is severely overlooked. And guys are just so fucking bad at it. I was so bad at it. Like, just unbelievably bad at it compared to how I am now. And uh, it always shocks me because anytime I talk to guys, I say, oh, how are you at Texas? Like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> um, and, it's, and if you are good, it's a complete game changer. Um, all right. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it because... Because you're kind of going through that process, I'd say you're, you know, 25% there. I think you're trying to, you're probably now getting a little bit of a feel for what works and what doesn't. Um, so, you know, what's been your experience so far with the, with texting and online dating Tinder? It's very, it's very similar, right? Yeah, um, I feel like it's starting to open up. So if I'm at 25% now, I was probably like at 5% before. Because a lot of times, like, I don't even, like, my experience with texting people who I don't know well already, um, I just have so little, like, good reference for it that a lot of times I'm like, I have no clue what to do. Like, I'll make up, like, four or five things to say, right? And then and they might all be just terrible. And then someone will come in and say, no, do this one instead or whatever. Um, so I don't feel like I have the... It's not really sinking in that much now, but, like, my eyes are, like, opening up, like, 20 times more than they were before, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, good. Good. And, um, yeah, I really encourage you guys to post post your text threads. Screenshot everything. Post it. You know, feedback is only going to help. Um, so, the you more you post, what's that? You asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be surprised if I, if I do so much that you guys are going to tell me to stop posting text threads with ugly girls. <laughs> well, here's the thing about these ugly girls, right? Um, I'm not saying she's ugly to, like, make fun of you or to make fun of her or to be an asshole. No, I understand. Right. Like, ugly girls, they don't respond the way that hot girls do. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a different strategy, right? They're, they have no idea, like... <laughs> if you text a hot girl the same as you text an, uh, an ugly girl, you're just—it's just not gonna—it's not gonna register to them, right? So, yeah. I actually, can I go down this thread for a minute? Yeah, sure. I, I mentioned it once a while ago in passing on the forum, but my my experience, I think, is really um, well. It's just interesting to me because it's like. Most of my social groups have been that, like, you know, she sucks category, according to you guys. And mm -hmm. so most of my, like, when I've been trying to study this stuff, um, a lot of the material that I studied, right, and I know it's the over-gamey stuff, which was my past, 
but I had been like studying stuff that was like suitable for like the tens, but I'd been like using it on the fives. So you can imagine how horribly that goes. Sure. Yeah, so that's just my personal background. Like that's that's what I have to like. I incorrectly trained myself almost, so I'm like untraining and retraining right now. <laughs> right, right. Just like day game too. Um, yeah. well, while I have you on the on the hot seat, and I'll go I'll go around and go through everyone at some point on the call. Um, any specific questions or any topics that you'd like me to cover? Uh, yeah, I have one really specific one, but it, you can tell me if it's so huge if you want to cover it another time, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so actually, what I'm really interested in right now is what are the pitfalls and issues that I need to be ready for to manage an open relationship with a woman who's living with me? She's living with you. What does that mean? You guys have a one-bedroom apartment together, or she lives with um, you? A so couple I, days? Have a, I have a house. Uh-huh. It's like sixteen hundred square feet. Um, so I have like an extra room, but like we sleep in the same bed, and we're totally open. But it's new territory. Like we've known each other for like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like. It's, it's an open relationship, but we're going into new territory here because um, this is the second time I've tried somebody living with me while having an open relationship. And it's, yeah, it's just totally new territory. So I'm like, let's see what's going to happen. Wait, and how long have you guys had this open relationship? Um, we've been like, wow, about maybe like five years now. And she's just recently moving in with you? Three days ago. Well, you broke up there. What did you say? She moved in three days ago? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, first of all, why why did you decide to have her move in? Uh, it's really important for me because um, there's a bunch of reasons, but the main thing is that I actually feel like I need to have a partner around me who's living with me for me to like make the most out of my life. And while on the one hand, to me, that sounds kind of shitty. Like I'll tell myself, well, no, like I should be able to make anything out of my life without um, having anyone around. But having said that from my past experience, I know that just I'm much better with, I'm if I'm with someone who's around me who who will support me. And I think this is going to work because she's got, um, she's totally cool with all of the open stuff. And I've had the discussion with her about, you know, why I need to continue to have an open relationship in order to develop myself. And she's totally cool with all that. So for me, it's, um, I'm, she, her presence living here is helping me catalyze making other progress in my life. Okay. Um, was she pushing to move in? Was there any element of yeah. of that? Okay. Okay. That was good. So yeah, the challenge of an open relationship when you're living with someone is, you know, they're going to have potential jealousy issues like right in their face, right? If you bring another girl home and she's hearing you, you know, hooking up with her, it's pretty hard to not get jealous in that situation. You know, for a, for a human being, it's... it's 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 a t- it's a tough one, <laughs> um, absolutely. So depending on this, and I don't even know if I want to approach that particular thing yet. I mean, not by talking about it. I don't mean that, but like, I know that, um, like, I want, like, I understand that sensitivity, and I know, like, she's cool with it. But I also understand that, um, like, it's not cool for me to put it in her face, and that's not going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, there That's are not going to do anything good. There so. are women out there who, who you know, have an extremely you know powerful relationship with jealousy, and and you know they can they can see it as you know they, maybe they just don't get jealous. Like there, I know crazy, or it might sound crazy to to the average person, but I know people that you know have 
have a wife and a girlfriend and then two other girlfriends and they kind of lived like they all live together and they raise kids together like you know big love that sort of uh, if you've seen that show um you know there's any situation that can work yeah that's kind of, yeah yeah, that's kind of like my fantasy minus the kids. <laughs> right. You know, you could have that. Like, who says you can't, right? <laughs> um, it just takes, uh, you know, it takes a lot of communication. Um, it's great that you guys probably have a, a very open, you know, line of communication. And anytime anything comes up that could be a potential problem, you have to talk about it. And you have to, you have to create a set of rules that works for both of you. Um, you know, for, for most people in that situation, um, either, either their relationship with jealousy is so strong that you can just do it in front of their face and, and that's fine. Or, um, you just wouldn't bring girls back to your place, right? So if you wanted to hook up with them, you'd do it at their place or you get a hotel. Um, that way you avoid, avoid that, you know. Like I said, put it in her face. Sorry, I'm repeating myself. Um, yeah, my, my sense is that um, until we get a little farther in sharing the space together, that that's, that's what I want to do because I've, I feel like if I discuss like actually bringing a girl home, like that'll be a little, that'll be a little tough right now. Well, what if you what if you asked her tomorrow? You say, "Hey, now that we're living together, we still have an open relationship." Yeah. How would how do you how are we going to deal with being with other people? Like you, you're with other guys. I know that. You know, I'm with other girls sometimes. Um, are you? How would you feel about bringing a guy back? You know, you can ask it in terms of her. So you're the potentially jealous one, right? You don't have to. You, you can. That's a great way to frame it. You can do it either way, right? You, you don't yeah, do it in terms of of yeah. just how she's going to feel if you do it. You got to talk about how you're going to feel if she might do it. Cause she, she's allowed to do it too, based on the, the rules that you described in your open relationship, right? You get to make up the rules and you guys have to mm. agree on, on what you want and what you don't want. And if someone breaks the rules, then, then you need to talk about that and discuss. And if the rules weren't broken, but someone's upset, then you need to talk about that and potentially change the rule. And if both right. of you feel that rules aren't necessary and you guys are just so chill and open and carefree that you don't need rules, then you don't need rules. <laughs> yeah, the other, the other angle, um, well, the other element that you should know about is that, so the way the dynamic is right now, she's not really feeling like she wants anyone else but me. Okay. So... I don't think she, in other words, um, I doubt that even though we've established really clearly that, um, so far right now it's anyone can see anyone and we don't have any other rules yet about it. And we're both cool about it. At the same time, I, I know that she's probably not going to be like looking for other guys. Right. And that's, that's very normal. Um, just in terms of masculine feminine energy, um, you know, pretty much every open relationship I've had, the girls had very, a very low desire to be with other guys. Um, and I can get into yeah. why that's important if you guys want or why that is. But, um, the, yeah, the challenge for you is how is she going to feel if you bring back another girl? And, and now that, you know, you don't have your own space, you might start to feel maybe some resentment if you have to go get a hotel and spend money. Like, is she, is she, is there anything there for you around the financial aspect of it? Is she paying rent? Um, so we got a little bit of a challenge with that, um, because she needs to improve her work situation. Um, she has like this freelance thing, but, um, it's not solid yet. And, We've basically, um, I mean, we've talked about how we're sharing expenses, so that's not an issue. Okay. If I have to, I mean, if I have to, I would, I would not get butt hurt, like, if I have to make other arrangements to see someone. Well, what if you meet someone else that you really like, and all of a sudden you want to spend a, a whole hell of a lot more time with that person? 
because that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> You'll get that new relationship energy. Um, when you meet someone new and hot and different and, and that'll, you know, you'll get wrapped up in that. And now all of a sudden you're never there. You're never at home and you're spending money on a hotel <laughs> and you don't have your clothes there. And when you come home to get your clothes, she sees you and she's like, where, where you been? Right. You're, you're, I feel like you're not, um, you're not set up for, for that problem that for that to happen has a very high chance of, of happening. Yeah. And I also fear that I don't want that outcome to happen because, um, well, I mean, I agree that that, that could very well could happen the way you're saying it. But, um, like I don't, I actually don't want to do that to her because she's, she's a big value in my life, you know, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So what I ideally want to do is right. Like, I don't want to like dominate my time with any one girl. Um, I mean, one thing we have agreed is that she's my primary partner, you know, and I do want to do that. Although, right, like, just like any relationship can develop into, like, you get less attracted and then there's new love. So Mm -hmm. that's fucked me up a bunch of times in my past. You know, I don't really know how to do that other than just deal with it when it comes up. Yeah, well, it's important to, to think long term and to not get too wrapped up in that sort of thing. Right. If she's your primary partner, then, you know, you have a very strong connection with her. And if you do something that, you know, makes her question that, then you have drama there. Right. So, yeah, it's a tricky situation. It it requires a lot of communication. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, Don't be afraid to have those conversations with her. Don't be, you know, because you're better off having the conversation and talking about it than doing it and then having her be upset and having to deal with that, right? And if she gets upset yeah, yeah. in the conversation, and be like, listen, we're, we're, we're having a conversation, right? I didn't go and do anything. There's no reason to be upset. Like, I, I, if you're going to be my partner, I expect for you to be able to communicate with me and we need to be adults. And even though I'm bringing up things that might make you feel jealous, Right. Like that's why I'm bringing them up. So so we don't have to have those problems. Right. So you shouldn't be scared to to talk about it. No, and I'm not. And the, the fucking great thing about this relationship is that it has been um, we, we have been like most willing to talk about unventional things more than I've ever had in any other relationship. Yeah, that's great. And, and yeah, that's the key to an open relationship is. Just you got to talk about everything. <laughs> if you don't talk about it, it'll kill the relationship. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you about this. I'm curious what you think because we just had a conversation this morning um, about. I want to. I proposed because she's she's very very submissive, you know, and that's one of the things I really love about her. But with being submissive, sometimes she will. Uh, internalized conflict that even though we're super open, like I'm still concerned that she might feel things in herself that she might not want to share with me. So the conversation we had was, I was like, you know, what if we had uh, like a weekly time where we could like check in with each other and bring up stuff that hadn't been brought up. And it was really interesting because her reaction was like, well, no, I thought we were just going to just tell each other, you know, anything that comes up just as it comes up. And I was like, well, that's great. If, you, if you're totally cool with that, then let's do it that way. You know, but I also expressed to her what I just said to you, which was, um, you know, I was concerned that she might not say something uh, at the time that it needs to be said and hold it in. Because you, you know how that can creep up, right? Because certain things aren't worth mentioning, but then when they build up, then people get anxious and then, like... Right, and then they've already internalized a bunch of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that's, that's a great game to play, um, and even calling it a game makes it fun. Uh, it's something I do with my girlfriend. Mm. We, we uh, I learned it, learned it from a guy, uh, another dating coach, personal growth guy, hypnotist, um, really awesome guy, uh, Johnny. What the hell's his name? I can't remember his last name right now, but. Uh, 
he was uh, he did the communication or the uh, converse. What was it called? Uh, connection triggers workshop with Marcus Oki, Johnny Dupree. This is his name. Um, and basically, what you do is you go back and forth and you answer, you know, on a scale of one to ten, how do you feel emotionally, sexually, spiritually, um, physically, and what was the last one? Spiritually. Emotionally, sexually, oh, creativity-wise was the last one. Um, and uh, you talk about your, your house, you talk about your car. That's part of the, um, which one is that? Sorry, guys, my, I told you my brain is not working <laughs> very good. Um, but the, <laughs> the point is is to just share about all these different areas of life, right? Um, and just, you know, one person goes, the other person listens, at the end, you acknowledge them for for sharing, and then you take your turn, and then you go. Um, and you'll find that it it leads to amazing conversations where you discuss all sorts of things and any problems that arise. Those you talk about those, and you get, you work those out, and you can go and create awesome thing. You know, whole new possibilities with with her and anyone having that conversation. You don't have to just do it with girls too. You can do it with your friends. Right, you can do it with anyone you want to deepen the relationship with. So that could be a good thing to try. We call it the five things game. <laughs> the, uh, okay, wait. I only game. got four things. What? What? I got emotionally, sexually, physically, and creative. Uh, here, this here's the five: spiritually, emotionally, sexually, physically, uh, creative, creativity. Or, I, I was missing spiritual. So I'm not a hundred percent clear. Is this like you mean you want to like on each subject do five ratings? Each sub there's five subjects, so you rate it from scale of one to ten. Like spiritually, right now I feel like a seven because I'm traveling to new places and my my mind is opening up and I'm learning new things about myself and I'm really enjoying Eastern Europe and I had this experience where this happened and it made me feel like I was connected to source, right? That would be spiritually. Now, your turn. You go. So, for for each category, you might have a lot to say. You might have almost nothing. So, the, uh, sorry, the creativity one is actually under the category of mentally. So, here's the five. Mentally, physically, sexually, emotionally, spiritually. And for mentally, you talk about um, your left brain and your right brain. So, your creativity would be right brain, left brain is... Logic. Any questions on that game? How it works? So, yeah. What's um? So, what is the your house, your car thing coming? Because at first, when you were explaining it, I thought it was like, oh yeah. Okay, how are you feeling emotionally about your house? Yeah, sorry, that's physically. So, physically is is both your body and your physical space. Make sense? But I mean, like, the questions are general. Like, how are you feeling right now about yourself in general in these five categories? Yeah. They're very general. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll do it. And if it's interesting, you guys will see how it goes. Good. All right, great. And, yeah, with, um, you know, I could go on and on and we could talk more about open relationships and, and dealing with that. But I think it's, it sounds like, you know, you guys have – you know, you're in a good situation there, right? Um, she's open to communicating. It you have no trouble. Really, it feels really right. Like, good. I don't want to get too giddy, but it's not, it's like this is the most right it's felt in my life about something like this. Okay, good. Man, just communicate about it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Easier said than done. So, thanks, Ara. Right on. Good questions there. Um, yeah, thanks, Robbie. How about you, Joel? What's going on with you, man? Basically, um, have had a few challenges at work. So, and I'm starting a, a new uh, sales job that I'm part time that I'm very excited about. Um, so, I've lightened up on approaching, but when I do approach, um, I I'm back in like the flow state. Like I like. 
they're, the approaches are going really well and I'm really <clears throat> present and real with the girls. And I mean, it's a total bait pump. So I make sure to get some approaches in. Um, I'm, I'm seeing this girl for the spec second time. She's from LA and she's really cool. I have a date in that like a half hour with her. And then, um, I went out with this uh, 21 year old girl and she texts me after like, you're too good looking for me. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when that starts to happen, like, if it hasn't happened to you before. Um, you know, because women perceive good looks. It's so much more uh, a function of confidence than actually how you look, right? So, you know, when some girls tell me I'm hot, I'm always shocked because I, I know that I'm not actually hot. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm never going to get any modeling jobs. <laughs> you know, I'm like maybe a 6.5 on a good day, right? But if you're confident, you're they're going to think you're a 10. So... That's great. That's a yeah. good sign. Yeah. So, so that was great. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to going out with this girl. She's, she's really cool. And, um, she has a lot of the qualities that I like. She's really laid back. Um, she doesn't have a conventional job. She's like a designer or something. Um, she, she actually, when I texted her, she was like, I was just about to text you. So the texting is, you know, not an issue. I'm just, I'm just enjoying dating, you know, it's cool. Yeah. That's great, man. Well, it seems like you're chugging along as usual. Um, <laughs> you know, your progress has been really good. Um, you seem to be on autopilot now. I, I remember... <laughs> <laughs> one call, fuck. I think I was up in San Francisco. It, it feels like it was maybe a month after you joined the group. And you were just <laughs> so fucking clueless at that point. <laughs> it's amazing to see how far you've come. <laughs> so for, yeah. anyone, for I mean, the, the new guys, if they see Joel's post, like he's always spot on. And if you go back to the beginning, man, were you like... You know, struggling and had some wacko things going on mentally. So, I want to acknowledge oh, you for that. yeah. <laughs> and and what made it worse when I when I was there, and I think this is what uh, infuriated other guys in the group. When I first joined the group, I thought I was spot on. Like I was arrogant about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it was it was really bad. Now I look back, and you know. Um, I had it. I had it out with a couple of guys, and I look back. And I'm like, "Oh my god, you were so right!" And I, I just couldn't hear you, you know. But <laughs> I think, I think a, a lot of the difference was, you know, spending time with you in LA. Um, you know the, the coaching, the the two seminars you do. Mm-hmm. The conversation workshop and the complete man. Yeah. Cause it, cause it's, it's you and getting together with the guys, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like the culture and stuff that can't be communicated over Facebook. So like the Facebook is infinitely, you know, is incredibly valuable, but you wouldn't be able to say you're smiling like a NAS clown <laughs> over Facebook. <laughs> right. And that's something uh, you know? that I've noticed or pinpointed. Um, at, we just got done with the, uh, with the Euro trip. So we had, you know, nine of the guys come out for that and we brought, you know, Carly, Hippie and Anya. So we had a group of 12 and then, uh, also Joseph is out here. He's with me now. We're doing a, a six day osmosis live in. Um, I'll let Joseph share his experience so far in a minute, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I was talking to James and Corey, uh, and some of the other, you know, real advanced guys, and they're like, yeah, we need more face-to-face. Um, so I'm going to make it a point to to make more trips out to see everyone, host more workshops, because you're right, there's definitely, you know, a lot more that you can get from that in-person work. Facebook group is great, um, but that's that's a very important part of the pro- process. Yeah, 
So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so yeah, Joseph, no we're uh, I've got Joseph here. We're in Odessa, Ukraine, which is Mecca in terms of <laughs> the best place on earth Earth for a man. Uh, it's like a third of the price of the U.S. or major cities in the U.S. like you know San Francisco, L.A., New York. Um, you walk into the nightclub and it's just nothing but eights and up. And like when I say an eight, I mean like an absolute knockout. Like you're just like, holy shit, that girl is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Last night at the club, I mean, how many girls? Like every single girl is at least, yeah, you know. just about. Like, and the night before, just like they're walking by, they're just—it's just stupid. Very hot. Like you guys have no idea how good it is. There's no way for me to describe it. Like you, you heard me describing how good it was in years past, right? Did, yeah. Did I did I do it justice? No, it's, it's better than that. It's an understatement. It just it, you're you're just mind blown when you get here. You're just like, what the fuck? Every other girl you see is insanely hot, just insanely hot, and they don't have the the same attitude that they have in the U.S. Because right here, there's so many hot girls. It's not a big deal, right? In the U.S., if a girl's like a seven, everyone just totally kisses her ass and she gets everything she wants. And, you know, she walks around like, you know, look at me. I'm the best, right? And here, they're just normal chicks. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you see guys that would be striking out just horribly in America just killing it here. Uh, the competition is ridiculous. Like they're, there's a, the, the guys are just – they dress poorly. They're out of shape. Um you know, they're not particularly good conversationalists or funny, but you know they're they're here. So that's Ukraine, and Odessa in the summer is you know like the the touristy. It's where all of the Ukrainians come uh, on their summer vacation. So it's tourists, but it's mostly still Ukrainians. You get some Turkish people and. You know, how many Americans have you met besides the ones that I knew? None, none right? None. Yeah, none. If, if you hear English, you're shocked. Um, but use, most of the girls speak a little bit of English, enough to get by. And uh, the ones that you're going to connect with most, you know, the really beautiful, intelligent, worldly ones are going to speak English. So it's exactly who you should be targeting anyways. Um, day games, great here. Uh, we haven't done a whole lot of that because we've been just dead <laughs> going out from... <laughs> midnight until 11 a.m. Uh, the first night and um, partying way too hard. <laughs> we were partying with uh, some interesting guys, uh, some really you know high up business guys. One guy who's going to be on Shark Tank. Uh, so it was interesting to talk to him. You know, he, he definitely uh, needed some help in the dating department. Um, it was really interesting because one thing I, I noticed about a lot of guys who are really successful financially is they feel entitled that because they're successful financially, they should be successful with chicks. And when they're not, they get really upset. Um, like this guy, for for instance, you know, anytime a, a beautiful girl came around, like Carly or other girls, he would he kind of get like he, he'd try to knock them down, negging bullshit like that. I'm sure he studied stupid pickup stuff um, because he doesn't feel like he deserves them. He doesn't feel like he can get them. So the only way he can is to is to basically show how smart he is and how mu how much money he has and all this nonsense. And it's a really big turnoff. Um, you know, it turned me off, obviously, just in terms of liking him. Um, and it really turned the girls off that he was communicating with. So just because a guy is rich and powerful and on Shark Tank, who gives a fuck? Uh, you know, and, it, and it, it was kind of sad to me to see someone who's so successful be really unhappy just tell you just wasn't really that happy of a dude um because i know he's struggling with his relationships and uh you know even with the, his relationship with uh one of his 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 cfo um who's a friend of mine like the nicest guy ever uh you know he was treating him kind of poorly and talking down to him and and you know it's just a reflection it's a reflection of how he feels about himself so um Sorry to go on that tangent, Joseph. What uh, what have what has opened up for you so far? What have you kind of gotten out of this experience? Oh man, I don't know what uh, uh, a lot of things. I guess 
just it's it's helped me see you know my limitations self-imposed limitations uh that i'm putting on myself and making me see that um you know maybe i i have something to add to the group and and i have more value and and then i i think i do so it's giving me some more confidence to um you know, to go out and push myself a little bit more and uh, clear things up about how to go about, you know, the dating protocol and, and the process with women. And, and uh, you know, Robbie's pointed out how I kind of don't give myself credit and don't be, I beat myself up too much and put pressure on myself. So that's helped a lot and, and just meeting a lot of cool people. Um you know, some very nice, attractive women and some very cool guys over here, both here and in Belgrade. So it's been, uh, I can't list everything that I've gotten out of it right at this point. I'm still getting stuff out of it. So it's been an amazing experience and uh, I hate for it to end. Well, the, uh, you know, I think the big thing that you've probably realized or you know, one thing that's opening up is you've tried to do everything on your own, you know, yeah. for a long time yeah. and you can't do anything on your own. Right. And not you, anyone. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think you really got a taste for how, how important social circle is and social proof is, um, you know, when you were at the table with us and all the other girls and, you know, we're all friends and we're all partying, the amount of love you were getting from other girls went from zero to a hundred. Exactly. Right. Just because they see you with, with me and they see you with Carly and they're like, Whoa, well like this, clearly these guys are having a lot of fun and they're cool. Yeah. I need to know them. Yeah. Right. And that's what, that's what does it. That social proof is so important. Um, you know, and you don't need it for day game, (laughs) right? That's the one area where, where you can get away with not having it or online, but even online dating, right? They're adding in the social proof aspect of it with Tinder. It connects to your Instagram. And now that our lives are so public on social media, um, it's very easy to, to just find, to, to quantify someone's social proof within a minute. Yeah. Right. And, um, so that's good and bad. It's really good if, if you built that social circle, but if you haven't, then you're going to get found out, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I think that was a, a great realization for you. And you're like, well, you know, what, what happens? There was that conversation you, you had with me yesterday, I think, when you're like, well, you, like, you felt like you didn't deserve it. You're like, well, it's, I'm only getting it because I'm with you and Carly. Right. And I'm like, what? You put yourself in the situation to be with me and Carly, right? So <laughs> it doesn't matter that, like, I'm coaching you or there's any you know, monetary transaction, right? Like you, like I get to choose who I coach. I don't coach anyone, right? Yeah. If I don't like you, I, I won't spend time with you. I don't like <laughs> you <know>? the, <laughs> the money you paid isn't going to make or break me. Right. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, don't, don't let that discredit it at all. Um, and then the other thing is Joseph just went on a, on a long date, um, with one of the girls that he met on Friday night while we were out at the club. And if you guys remember the hilarious blindsided by Tinder story he wrote, um, what was that like two years ago? Maybe yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Um, there was a situation where he was out with a girl and she was basically giving him every fucking signal that she wanted him, taking him to a sex store, asking her, asking, asking him what his favorite sexual positions are, putting your hands on her and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, uh, you decided that, she still wasn't into you. So you didn't make a move. Right. 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 And I was pushing you on the date today to make sure that, you know, while I was with you, I was watching you and telling you where to go and what to do. Yeah. Um, but you're still probably way too passive. And you're, I, I'm guessing there's a million signals that I would have seen yeah. that I didn't because I wasn't there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if you guys were joking of having sexual innuendo, um, on the accent conversation that you mentioned at dinner and stuff like that. Right. She kissed you after, you know, the cab ride. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to take the lead and don't confuse no signals with, with 
meaning don't, don't mean nothing is, is a bad thing. Nothing could just as easily be a good thing. Hmm. Right. And the only way to know for sure is to try. Right. If you don't know if she likes you, you try to kiss her. <laughs> if she kisses you back, then you're in. If she turns her cheek and smiles, you try again 10 minutes later. Right. Right. The only way you know she doesn't if she leaves. Right. Right. So, you know, it's just like poker. The worst thing you can do is be passive and uh, being a calling station. Right? right. If you play poker and every time it's your option, you either call or you check you will lose all your money <laughs> very quickly. Yes. <laughs> and you're the easiest comp- opponent to play, right? A person who's much harder to play is someone who's tight and aggressive, right? Who makes, when they, when they see an opening, they make decisive action and they maximize their winnings and they minimize their losses. Right. So that is kind of the analogy for physical escalation. Yeah. If you're not sure, you go for it, right? Because right? you get information that way. If you put a bet out there in poker and the other person folds, you win the pot regardless of your hand. So, always remember that. Uh, let's move on to uh, Enrique. I had you on mute for a second. I just took you off. Cause hey, what's up, guys? Hey. So, any, uh, any thoughts or questions that you have? Anything you want to share? Um, yeah, I have some stuff to, sh- to share. I was out last night. Actually, uh, had a one night stand. I had a one night with this chick. Funny story. She's I met her like six months ago um, at a nightclub, and she's like blackout wasted. We made out. Her friend was cock blocking, and I didn't see her again. And then she just out of nowhere showed up again last night, and then waved me over. And I was and I just called myself out. I'm like, yeah, we made out. You're blacked out. You have a boyfriend and that. And uh, she's obviously coherent yesterday. Okay. And then uh, Wait, she I, just, wa- I just went for it. She waved uh, you over like and chatted a little bit. Hold on. At what, what point? At what point did you call it out? And how was it? As soon as I walked up to her, yeah, she just laughed. She's just like, "Yeah, that happened." <laughs> That's great. She's like a little bit, a little bit embarrassed, but I figured I'd like just break the ice right away because mm-hmm. I knew what it, what it was all about. And then um, we chatted a little bit, and then I was like, yeah, let's go take a shot. So we went to the bar. Um, and then immediately, as I was ordering the drink, I was thinking, okay, let me build a connection here. So let me get, like, past the whole surface level, past the whole, like, just club talk and bullshit, and just, like, really connect. So had a shot, connected, and then she actually pulled me over to, like, quiet area of the club and then we just like we're talking getting pretty deep uh i think we made out there i was a little bit drunk i think we made out there and then she was in a group so then we came back to the group and then we went to another club um and the whole time she was like touchy-feely had more shots and end of the night took her home nice sounds like uh it was was good and i think i think since I've joined the group, I've had more confidence. You know, I think it's the conversation you and I had, Robbie. Uh-huh. And also knowing that I have a support group, just knowing I have a support group without really, you know, I haven't really posted, I haven't posted anything or got any input, but just knowing that kind of gives me a little bit of boost. So when I'm out there, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can do this. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yes. I remember what on our conversation, one of the things that you felt like is, you know, you weren't doing well with the girls that you felt were, you know, too hot for you or whatever. Um, yeah. How'd you feel about this girl? Oh, she's definitely, like, on my scale, she's definitely mm-hmm. blonde, like, works out, thin, pretty blue eyes, great body. Yeah, she's definitely neat. Great. And was there anything that uh, that opened up? you know, from having that experience or do you see any, you know, any reason why you were successful with her and not with the girls in the past? Uh, I think before you and I talked, I was playing the passive role. I had a lot of like just negative self-talk. Like I didn't want to seem like a creep. I didn't want to be too much. Um, there might've been, there probably was some like, I'm not good enough self-talk. Mm-hmm. And with this one, 
because I think also we had that past experience of making out when she was blacked out that I just was more confident. I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. Right. You knew at one point she liked you. So yeah. that's, uh, that's helpful information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that, that yeah. also could have yeah. gone, that also could have gone really poorly if you didn't call it out. So that's really good that you did. Cause yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely had that in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to call out like that. She was blacked out. That one we made out. And I'm going to call it out that she has a boyfriend. So like while we were talking, she's like, yeah, I, I've been super unhappy. I've been with my boyfriend for four years. I've never really been into him. You know, she's moving out of the place they live in in two weeks. And she was just describing all his downfalls and everything else. So, and I think she kind of felt uh, some confidence and she felt I was secure. So that was like a turn on versus what she deals with every day with a boyfriend. Right. Yeah, that's uh, it's crazy to me that girls will stay in those relationships, but they do. Yeah, <laughs> they do. yeah. Uh, it's just, I do have yeah. another uh, experience at the bars before I actually ran into this other girl. Mm-hmm. I um, you know, when you're like at the bar, you're actually there, and you're you might be having a drink at the actual bar with a friend, and then people come up and they're like, "Oh, can you move? Can I have a drink?" So this girl comes up and. And I have a bad habit of doing this. I just, I'll be a dick and be like, no, I'm not going to move. Why don't you go over there? There's like open space over there. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like right away, like her face, her facial expression, she's like pissed. And then two minutes later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to call myself out. So I walk, I walk up to her and I was like, you know what? I was being a dick. Um, I don't know why I'm being that way. You're a gorgeous girl. Here, right, get a drink. And I moved out of the way. And like her face just lit up. And then we actually started talking, um, not too much, just got chit-chatted, and then um, I think at different points during the night, she would, um, we would like cross paths and she'd smile, and then we'd like chat a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't going to go for the number, she wasn't like that hot, but just the experience of knowing what can happen if, you know, you piss a girl off and then you call yourself out and then apologize. I mean, it goes a long way. Yeah. Well, essentially what's going on um, is you, you, made a, you, you made a strong impact. You made, a, you made an impression, right? And that, yeah. that impression yeah, I see that. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't really matter that much if the impression is good or bad. Because like you said, if, if, you, uh-huh. if you call it out later, you can change it. But the fact is, is you made right. an impact on her, right? I always say the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. Yeah. So if a girl tells you yeah, she hates yeah, no, you, yeah, if a girl tells you she hates you, then that means she feels something very powerfully towards you, and that hate yeah, could, that's a good thing. could flip flop to love very quickly. <laughs> if she's indifferent, yeah. then you have nothing to work with, um, and that's an right. important point for you, Joseph, because you're so passive that you know you don't want to fuck up, so right. you end up just. You never create any opportunities. You're you're way better off, like even just being an asshole sometimes, and then <laughs> apologizing for it, right? Because um, as Enrique said, right, you 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 make something happen there, right? Right, right. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for uh, sharing that story. Um, yeah, Enrique. Um, the first the the call out thing when you met that girl, the previous story. Can you like tell yeah. me once again, like? exactly how you called it out so I can get a better feel for that. Yeah, so I I was like standing somewhere in the like a lounge patio uh, bar. So I was standing over by my friends and then I saw this blonde, blonde chick just looking at me and I'm like, Who the, why, why the fuck is she staring at me? And then I, I quickly remembered because um, she just, she's just very unique. So I walked over, and then the friend that she was with that was cockwalking, she was there too, and automatically I knew, like, that I remember the night that it all happened, and I just walked up to her, and um, I think I just said, um, yeah, we met met at, like, the club we were at. I was like, we met at Park, like, six months ago. Uh, you were blacked out. We made out. And I know you have a boyfriend. No biggie. I get it. And then that was it. She just was like... She kind of she kind of giggled a little bit, 
And then um, you can tell she's like a little bit of shy, and then you just I just changed the course of the conversation. Um, she's telling me about med school and her specialty and this and that. And then once I got the vibe going, I'm like, okay, let me let me isolate her. Let me take her away from the group. And that's why I took her to get a shot. And then it helped that she was already a little bit intrigued in me because the conversation came really easy. Well, and I so just kind of fed on that. Yeah. The, the way you're describing it, Enrique, it, um, I'm guessing you weren't so matter-of-fact. Um, maybe you were a little bit more playful about it. Obviously, uh, you know, I can't see your face, <laughs> right? But uh, just hearing the way you, yeah. hearing the way you said it, um, I think that could have yeah. come across like a little too abrasive if you said it like with that tonality, um, kind of deadpan just like that. Um yeah. Unless she just happened to have really thick skin and, and doesn't care. But I think for a lot of girls, if you said, oh, yeah. oh, hey, remember we made out, you were blacked out, and I remember you have a boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think a lot of girls would be like, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, see you later. I think that'd make them pretty uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I can come across as a pretty dry and matter of fact, but I, I think at that point of night, uh, I think it was like midnight or 1230, I was a little bit buzzed, so... I can't say if I came off like matter of fact or abrasive or, but I just took her responses like, Hey, I'm glad you said something about it. And yeah, obviously she she didn't feel more more embarrassed. And uh, I mean, I think if I would have been like sarcastic or boastful about it, that wouldn't have done me any good. So, right. Yeah. In that, in that situation, like I'm trying to, trying to remember if I've ever had anything like that happen. I'm sure I have. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll usually just be, you know, matter of fact, but also like a little bit playful. Hey, remember what we did the yeah. other last time we hung out? Um, yeah, <laughs> you know? well, I could see like when I, when I looked over, I could see like her girlfriend kind of whispered into her, her ear. I'm assuming she was saying, yeah, that's the guy you made out with like six months ago. That's the guy that you cheated on your boyfriend with. Right. Okay. I'm assuming that's, that was, that's what was said. Right. And then I just walked over and um, I think I introduced myself and then just started chatting it up. Cool. Yeah, it's great. Another example of, you know, you're better off doing it and saying something than not. Right? Anything right. unsaid will come back to bite you in the ass later. Yeah. There's that awkwardness yeah. there. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for... Hey, uh, thanks, Enrique. All right, well, I'm tired as fuck, so I'm going to go to bed. It's, uh, what time is it here? 12.20. Finally go to bed at a reasonable hour. It was 5 a.m. last night, 11 a.m. the night before that. Yeah. And 6 a.m. the night before that for me in Kiev. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for being on the call, guys. And uh, if there's any questions that I didn't get, uh, just post them in the group, as usual. And I will talk to you guys later. See ya. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe in iTunes and sign up for the email newsletter so you can get members-only content, and we'll be back with more next week.